Welcome to ADHD Love Parent Talk, episode 77. If we don't let them get out there, there's a lot that they won't learn. Being able to trust that, again, what you teach your children, they'll carry with them. But it's so hard when your kids experience those things and you're like, what? What did that parent say to you? And you learning to show your children how to respond is so powerful mm. because they're going to expect you to have the same emotion towards the situation. So if something made them angry and they come home and say, well, mom, such and such as mom said I was bad. And, you know, a lot of kids were talking about me. You'll say, OK, son. And then you kind of listen to them and, and work them through and they're going to look at you like, why is mom not mad? I just knew she would be mad. But teaching them that there's always an alternative way to respond. Hello and welcome to the ADHD Love Parent Talk podcast. If you felt like you have been walking your path alone as an adult with ADHD or as a parent with children with ADHD, you are finally home. I interview parents and professionals, including doctors, coaches, educators, and so much more so you can not only learn more information about ADHD, I also want you to have tools that you can put in your toolbox as you're going through your journey. Hey, my ADHD family, welcome to another episode of ADHD Love Parent Talk. I am Yakini. Today, I'm so excited to have Nitra. We are going to be talking about boundaries. This is another topic that comes up quite a bit in the ADHD community, and it comes up in, I see, two different directions. Um, either we tend to allow people into our boundaries, or we tend to go into other people's boundaries. So I want to talk to her a little bit about that. Like, what are boundaries? Like, what is the definition of really getting into boundaries? Um, and how can we as ADHDers be better at either situation. So Nietzsche, welcome. Uh oh, you disappeared. Uh, 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 ah. I'm here. Hi guys. Um, so I am Denitra. I go by Nitra and I am a psych mental health nurse. I have been in the field for nine years now. Um, and I'm currently doing a little more research, digging into my uh, psych nurse practitioner's license. Um, one of the things that I am very, very, very gun holding and strong about is just boundaries and education. Boundaries and education are my thing because I feel like that is where a lot of communication seems to fail us yeah so i'm so happy to be here with you guys i wanted to do this in like a homey setting so i can kind of invite you into my world and let's talk about it absolutely absolutely and this is just a relaxed conversation so i am so excited to have you here so let's just jump into it and can you define what does boundaries mean so for me, boundaries is the space that you create for yourself to keep you in positivity. And so sometimes we lack boundaries because we don't create that safe zone for ourselves. And so we tend to pour out so much, but then we tend to pour out from an empty cup. And so boundaries is us saying, I have to protect a piece of myself in order for me to give out something for you. So boundaries is, is just that. It's our, it's our circle. It's our safe space that we need in order to continue to be the great people that we are. That's awesome. And do you see us as ADHDers? I mean, do we struggle with boundaries? <laughs> I am going to say yes, like many people. And one of the reasons why I really enjoy this setting and this conversation, because I myself am one of those people who went 30 years, 
without wanting to address my own ADHD. So yes, I think we definitely struggle. <laughs> you know, it's funny because, you know, as we're getting into this conversation, I just think about how I struggled with boundaries. I was just sharing with somebody the other day where I used to like be that person in college that would just show up and, you know, and it's like, it's like, did, why, why didn't you call first? And I'm like, well, we're friends. <laughs> like, right. Why can't I just show up? Right. But in Opening the same the breath, I didn't like people doing that to me. So even as an adult, if people just came knocking on my door, sometimes I wouldn't answer because I just did not mentally, I was not mentally ready to receive anyone. So I can see it both ways. So I really want to dig into looking at both cases and sharing with us um how can we be better at this situation but before we get into that everyone make sure that you subscribe to the channel um if you want more content like this and don't forget to hit that notification bell all right so let's talk about the two situations so i see it um i actually kind of gave you an example about my children uh, when my children they can crash other people's boundaries in a heartbeat right because they just want to be a part of the conversation um, they want to play with the other kids i mean they just jump in and they will even do that you know it was really funny because as i was growing up i always thought i was just you know like that nosy child i would just jump in people's conversations but i see it with my own kids and they're just and it, it's because of their adhd yeah so that's that side of it then I also see where my children allow people to push their boundaries, where they don't mm -hmm. want to be a part of something, but they'll just do it, you know, just because they don't want them to be upset with them. So can you just kind of talk through those situations and just in general, how can we as parents help our children be better at boundaries? Absolutely. So I think that I've dealt with several situations, including myself, you know, as a parent and then being a nurse as well, working with kiddos as young as three years old. Sometimes those boundaries are hard for them to keep because children are excited about information. They want you to know they want you to know their personality. And I definitely don't think that is something on purpose but it's sometimes they have these bold and beautiful personalities and they just want to communicate it to the world, especially when they get of age and they can share their true feelings and how they feel about things. So I honestly think it's it's their personalities popping out. Similar to me as an adult, you know, sometimes I want to be heard. I'm so excited. I'm so passionate about something. As soon as I hear something and I feel like I can relate, I just want to hurry up and jump in the conversation. And it's it's passion it's being able to to share something with a stranger believe it or not gives you like a spunk like a boldness it helps you step into yourselves and so alongside with us just wanting to to be a part of those conversations because kids think it's so cool because believe it or not we are like their first role model so mm. whenever they can jump in and comment on our conversations that is like cool they're like oh my gosh i'm talking about something that mom knows something about and i have something to say and this is my version of mom <laughs> jumping into the conversation so you know they have that side where there's all this excitement going on but then they also have this side where and I've noticed that children also can do it with parents, um, you know, or they'll do it with maybe their friends. And sometimes they don't know how to stop and say, hey, like you're exceeding your boundaries, you know, in my space. But 
sometimes I feel like it could possibly be that they know what it's like to be that person mm -hmm. where maybe they jump into the situation and they're jumping into a conversation and people have accepted and forgiven them for it. But also just being in a space where it's like, I know that I don't want to do this, but I want to make them happy. So kind of not wanting to have a lot of conflict. And I've even dealt with that mm -hmm. as an adult to where there's people who have almost overstepped their boundaries, but it takes time and it takes you to learn yourself to know that it's okay to stand up and say, hey, you know, you're pushing a boundary. And that's just something that kiddos have to grow into and learn, just like many adults who often have their boundaries abused. So they're just learning. Those little minds are just constantly going and constantly working. And they're just at a place where a lot of things excite them. And it's important to have those environments that support them in their growth and learning to build those boundaries. And so that's where us awesome moms come into play to let them know like, hey, it's okay. Even adults experience these things. Yeah, it, it is very true. I mean, even on a corporate level, I see boundaries broken all of the time right <laughs> some people feel like they're just comfortable enough to say certain things to you or come over to your mm -hmm. desk and have conversations in general just because they need some help um yeah. and i see that constantly and i even shared that with my kids that it's really good to learn these lessons now because yeah. as adults you will know how to handle the situations a little bit better so like Absolutely. my daughter just recently told me experience where she says I love it that with my friends, if they text me and I don't text back, you know, for a few days, they just know it's me and they know I'll get back to you, unless it's urgent, right? Yeah. But <laughs> if it's a person that doesn't know me, then I feel bad not responding, right? Because they don't, yeah. again, want to hurt their feelings. So right. how do you deal with situations where they're really in this growth area, especially, you know, like my daughter, she'll be officially a teenager this Friday. Oh and, you know, she's still finding herself, you know, just really getting into her own person. How do you, what, what would you say to, um, you know, teens who are just trying to balance it all? For me, I would definitely tell teens, have those conversations. And us as parents have an open door where they're comfortable with having those conversations. I myself can can totally relate. Like there's those times when my friends know like, hey, she's going to text me back tomorrow or she'll reach out to me, but she's okay. So always having those open lines of communication with your children so that they know that they have at least one person in this world that they can come to. And it all boils down to them having the comfortability and the, the comfort just in us as parents and in our inner circle to know, hey, if, if kids at school don't understand, if my friends don't understand, I know that if I don't understand something, I can go to my parents. If I want to express something, I can go to my parents. And it's our responsibilities as parents to create this safe space because they're going to have so many questions. And I just remember being a kid in a place where I didn't always have that because I didn't know how to express it. And so once I finally got the guts to just talk about some of the things, because I, I used to think like, hey, Denitra, you are so weird. Like you want everyone to listen to you when you're ready to talk, but you have these moments where you don't want to communicate with people for days at a time. And so that carried over for me as a teen 
into, you know, friendships and different relationships that I would have throughout college. And so just being able to have that open door and someone that you can trust and confide in to let them know, like, hey, nothing's wrong with you. Like, you're not the weird person out of the group. You just need someone there to support you and work through those feelings. Mm, I like that. And, you know, to your point, even when my kids were in kindergarten, I started that process in terms of really trying to um, have that safe space for them, right? So when they walk into the door, they knew that number one, they could be themselves. um, And number two, because, you know, we deal with the whole masking thing, right? Um, And then number two, as they got older, I mean, obviously around kindergarten, again, they're still not really completely able to express everything that's going on. But as they got older, they knew that if they were having any issues, they were, they had a safe space to come to. So the question is when we're not around and Mm -hmm. when, um, so they're at school, for example, how do we go about putting some of those things in place for our kids? Because sometimes they can't wait till they get home. Right. So, and sometimes they're away from us, even as adults, right. Um, you'd mentioned college sometimes, you know, you're no longer with your parents and you're now handling these things on your own. How do we find those areas of, you know, a safe space? So I definitely think it goes back to the environments that we build around ourselves. Granny in college, you can't control that. When we send our kids off to like preschool and daycares and different educational groups, we can't control that either. But I will definitely say it is an extension of home. So what we teach them to go out into the world with, we have to also be parents enough to trust them to use what we've given to them. So even if they don't handle it the right way and we're nowhere around, still having that safe space to say, mom, well, this is what happened at school today. I don't think I handled it well. And having an open conversation so that next time this happens, you know how to work through the situation. So I can definitely relate to a situation where I have a four-year-old son. Uh, my four-year-old son has <laughs> has a lot of different things, you know, that goes on with him. And sometimes what he's doing, he doesn't necessarily think it's going to get him in trouble, but it goes back to saying, well, mom, you understand it. Why doesn't my teacher understand it? Or mom, you accept this at home, but why can't I talk to my teacher like I can talk to you? But it, it's the delivery and how you need to approach them because my son will be gun ho mad about something, but you have to teach them to learn how to express their feelings. So I'll ask my four-year-old, son, were you mad about it? Or did that make you sad? Or did you not know which emotion you were trying to express? And so teaching them to express those feelings, to relate to another person as well, will help them a lot. So for example, if a situation where my son's boundaries were completely overstepped and overturned, and he'll come home and we'll talk about the situation. And I'll say, you know, son, next time something happens like this, and you your friend makes you sad don't get angry with your friend and throw toys learn how to talk it through and when the teacher comes to you and asks you what happened say you know this is my friend this hurts my feelings so instead of you coming off as an angry person you say this really made me sad because sometimes they use that anger to mask that sad emotion 
And we have to teach our kids that it's okay to express that sad emotion versus masking it in anger. So mm-hmm. when we're dealing with different people outside of our home, just to teach them how to work through those feelings and communicate those feelings. And it's okay to make a mistake because if it happens again, we'll know how to work through it. If you don't ever make mistakes, we'll never know how to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is really powerful. As parents, that's another aspect. As parents, how do we go about protecting our children from um, people saying things or doing things, entering those boundaries? For example, I remember when I was just starting this journey and like there was other parents who would say, well, your child is just bad, for example, right? Mm -hmm. And even though I knew in my heart there was something else going on, which later we found out was ADHD, how do we make sure that we are making sure that other parents do not enter our boundaries and we're protecting our children the right, right way. And I think that can be so hard at times because we want to safeguard them so many times, mm-hmm. but if we don't let them get out there, there's a lot that they won't learn. So a lot of it again, starts with us as the parents, but I will say being able to trust that again what you teach your children they'll carry with them but it's so hard when your kids experience those things and you're like what what did that parent say to you and you learning to show your children how to respond is so powerful Mm. because they're going to expect you to have the same emotion towards the situation so if something made them angry and they come home and say well mom such and such as mom said i was bad and you know a lot of kids were talking about me you'll say okay son And then you kind of listen to them and and work them through and they're going to look at you like, why is mom not mad? I just knew she would be mad. But teaching them that there's always an alternative way to respond. So although we cannot control another person, we can definitely control ourselves in the situation. And sometimes other parents don't know. So when they go out and they say, oh, this kid is just bad. They don't, sometimes they don't know anything about ADHD. They don't know the signs to look for. And it's it's ignorance, but it's not in a bad thing. It's lack of knowledge. Mm. And so just being able to be that parent who says, okay, I'm going to take this in a different direction because maybe they don't know the signs. Maybe they were never taught this. Maybe they don't know what to look for. So also giving people the room to make a mistake for things that they don't know. But it's so it's so hard sometimes as parents because once a kid always hears, well, this person thinks I'm bad and this person thinks I'm bad. Then you come home and mom's like, okay, well, work through your feelings. They're like, but mom, everybody at school thinks I'm bad. And it's like, well, how do you feel about yourself? So that's when we have to teach our children, well, hey, we have to have some type of boundaries because we can't control others. But when you get into a safe space with yourself and I'm teaching you who you are as an individual and you're not afraid to express those feelings to your teacher and to the other parents that you come around, sometimes it's okay to be quiet because sometimes you need time to process those thoughts and emotions so that you don't give a response that you can't take back. And that's something that adults need to learn as well when dealing with children. I love that. I love that. So is there anything yeah. else that uh, any last minute things that you want to say about ADHD and boundary just to wrap things up? So one thing that I encourage everyone to do is never limit your forms of communication, never limit your forms of educational resources. There are so many things that you can use as educational tools. There's going to be books, there's going to be podcasts, there's going to be information, there's support groups, there's so many avenues that you can continue to learn. And 
we have never given up on correcting this problem until we fail to continue to educate ourselves. Mm -hmm. So the biggest piece of advice that I could give us all is just always keep an open mind to education because new things are coming up. New studies are being done every day. Be abrasive to them. Have open minds about them. And don't be afraid to communicate and even start other groups with parents so that you don't feel alone. Don't put yourself in a situation where you feel like it's just you because it's never just you. I love that. And is there any specific resources that you can recommend? So since I work in a setting where I can't necessarily give specifics, I will definitely say this. I am big on groups. Um, there's an ADHD for women um, that I have joined that is on Facebook and it's for women and children. Um, and that's something that I'm always a part of. I always lean towards the side of groups because we can be ourselves in those groups. So in places where it is smaller, not necessarily going to websites, I definitely love smaller groups where we can be open because some people are afraid to put certain things out in books and things where so many people will have access to it. But if you find that right group, it is so transparent. It is so transparent. So find your <laughs> mind your community <laughs> that's right absolutely so if they have any more questions for you nitra how can they get a hold of you oh absolutely so you can always reach me um on my website nitra norris emprise e-m-p-r-i-s-e.com or of course you can follow me on instagram at nurse.nitra and i would love to discuss these topics with you any day anytime um i have two kiddos one's 10 one's four one's a boy a girl so you can imagine all the excitement that i take on on a day-to-day -day basis absolutely i'm there with you <laughs> mine are like i said about to turn 13 the other one's about to turn 11. always always <sighs> an adventure <laughs> i'm telling you that's too funny all right well i'm so glad you came on so thank you again thank you again for discussing this topic with me no problem it was so good it was so good nice to meet you <laughs> it's so nice to meet you nitra yes we're gonna have to do something else again I'll, I'll figure a topic absolutely this is really cool all right everyone so that closes up another episode of adhd love parent talk have a wonderful day bye nitra bye. <laughs> thank you for joining us on another episode of adhd love parent talk if you enjoyed this episode please do not forget to leave a review and join me as I talk with another exciting guest next week. Have a wonderful day.